Hey everybody, welcome back to the Audience Podcast. I have a dear friend of mine whom I messaged on Facebook and said, Kim, I need you in my life right now. <laughs> I've been going through this COVID stuff. I need your energy. I've had you on many a podcast before on stuff that I've done, and I'm excited to introduce the Audience Podcast and to you, the Audience Podcast. Kim Doyle, welcome to the program. Thanks, Matt. I have to tell you, that was like one of the best messages I received. You totally made my day. I was like... <laughs> This is fun. So we're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. So Kim and I uh, have been uh, digital colleagues for a while, friends for a while. Uh, we started out in the WordPress space, formerly known as the WordPress check, where there's just the WP check, right? Was the, the brand at the time. After WordPress told me I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. WordPress. Sorry. You can't use that word. That's not nice. We can use yeah. it. You can't. Ignorance was bliss for a few years. Yeah. And now you're the co-founder of the Content Creators Planner, which I have one. I'm looking at it across the room right now. I love it. I recommend it to everyone. We're going to talk about that in a moment. It's a paper and a digital tool to plan your content. So if you're you know, struggling with like planning your podcast, planning all of the things that are important around the podcast, this is an amazing tool. And again, both digital and printed hard copy. But you get this new thing, this new movement. It's called F the Hustle. I love it. I want more of it. I think we're all sort of like, this COVID thing has drained us all. Let's start with that. Like, why this? Why this? Why now? How did it come about? I mean, content creating is draining. Is, is Was that the connection? No, this is, I'm a quote person, so you may get a whole bunch of quotes from me today. I believe it was Victor Hugo who said, nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. And actually, F the hustle, I came up with it like four years ago. And life is crazy as it is. And with the planner and the evolution of moving to my personal brand, I had started that. I was doing a podcast with John Perez, and it started out as Freedom Papers, and we switched it to Hustle Free. And it was just, I'm so tired of the hustle culture truly, because I don't think people are aware of how much the content we consume. It's kind of like spending time with negative people when you are in that space and you don't realize it's like it does a lot of psychological damage. And I used to wear busy like a badge of honor. I've always been sort of type A. I thought it was fantastic to work 12, 15 hours a day. I think there is beauty in getting older. This is like my favorite part about aging is that you don't care as much. And I just think it's detrimental. And I'm on this mission now. And part of it, I'll tell you, Jody, my partner with the planner is really into essentialism. And working with her, it is totally rubbed off on me. And people are missing the journey, right? You know, my quote my in my high school yearbook, my senior year was success is not the destination, but the quality of the journey. And like, we're missing the life we're living. And I think oftentimes, if it takes a loss or, and it was when I lost my mom, I did not care about business. I kept it going. But I was like, I have to take care of myself. The only way to get to the other side of this grief is by showing up for myself. And so I just thought people are tired of this. The answer is not always more. How about better and then strategy, like create better content, create better relationships, have, have better conversations. It's like you miss the present moment if you're, if you're living to do more and, and people aren't paying attention to the more they're doing anyways. They're not looking at data. They're not paying attention to what's working. They're just pushing shit at people. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, so it, it's just, it was really cool. I'd wanted to do a newsletter and I was looking at stuff I'd created actually six years ago when I initially wanted to change to the personal brand from the WP chick and I hadn't pulled the trigger. And I was like, oh my God, all of this messaging 
And my belief system and how I moved through the world was already done. I wasn't ready to step into it. And then when I saw the F the Hustle logo, I was like, this is it. This is a newsletter. Done. It was, it was, it was like a divine moment, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think sometimes the busy and correct me if, if you think of this a different way, but sometimes the busy work sitting down and saying, I got to do a blog post, a podcast, a YouTube video every week, my God, every day, let's say, you know, and, and you start pressuring yourself, even though that is like a massive amount of work you're putting in front of you, it's also like a crutch, I feel, to just keep blindly doing things, right? You just keep blindly pushing out content. And if you're a podcaster, it's easy to just be like, I just, I have to hit another hit record again and just put out another episode. And then after 90 days of exhaustion, you turn and you go, I haven't got any down. Like, why are my downloads going up? Why aren't more people converting to my newsletter? It's because you're not doing the things that surround the, the podcast effectively, which is reflect on the content. Did I do it well? Was it great content or was it mediocre content? Did I promote it enough, which is massively still to this day in the year 2020 undervalued in spending time promoting your stuff and getting it out there and less time creating it? Because I would say that for brand new podcasters, maybe one or two podcasts every month is where you should begin and get the work the muscle out of promoting, of getting the snippets of it out on Facebook, on social, and sharing, and writing blog posts and newsletters, right? Is that a fair thing to say that even in the, not, not even at the end, but in the beginning, you can kind of dial it back a little bit, F the hustle, <laughs> right? Create that content once and just give it life. Give it some breathing room. Don't just pound the pavement to the next podcast. Would you say that's fair? Well, yeah, I think people have forgotten that it takes time to get good at something. End of story, you know, and to pull in Simon Sinek, it's like, there's the power of why and why are you doing this? I started podcasting in 2013 because I wanted to have more fun. That was it. I was like, I am an outgoing social person. I wanted to connect with people. I loved listening to podcasts. And so the whole thing is, and people, there's, there's a, if you're not like a natural innate speaker or somebody that wants to connect at that level, it can be tricky to figure it out. And so you, you find your voice through the doing. And it's like, I just wish people would get back in their bodies and sit down and, and like, I love the podcast I published this week was inspired from a conversation on messenger. I knew I was going to record. I wasn't sure what, and I was like, this is, this is great. So I just, I, I tuned the world out. I wrote a 2300 word post. I recorded it. I love that time for me. And cause I feel like there's value in it for my audience when it's coming from a place of inspiration and I've been like, I look at my audiences, a lot of people maybe are where I was a few years ago, right? And for a generic term, but all of the pounding of the pavement, it's like you miss what feels good and what's fun. And I did a little um, manifesto video on my YouTube channel years ago. It was PowerPoint animated. I thought it was really good. And the first line was, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And I kind of live by that. And, you know, and podcasting takes a lot. There's so many pieces to just getting an episode out that if you miss what you enjoy doing, it's not sustainable. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, with a podcast, it's super easy to succeed with it. Just be willing to stick with it and work on it. So many people quit Well, a year. Oh, it's not done anything. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, go get a job. I don't know what to tell you, but it, it all takes time. And so people are missing, like, this is fun. Like, this is fun for me. And if you don't enjoy doing this, I don't know that you should do it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I just got off a call. You were messaging me because I am the lazy podcaster and I forgot to send you the Squadcast link. And I was on a call with somebody and they were like, hey, you know, uh, they've launched two episodes of their podcast. And, you know, 
bless her heart, she was a very nice woman, and she's really and she's doing something very unique. It's storytelling about her family from over a thousand years ago. Amazing stuff. But she was looking for she's looking for the downloads, and she's like, why you know why aren't people you know it's like you gotta and this is a non business marketing person. How do you tell somebody like that like? Yeah, you got to market and promote yourself a little bit better. It's just not something that is built into their system. And I didn't do you any credit. My my apologies. I'll make sure I do it in the promo. You're a prolific podcaster. Now, kimdoyle.com slash show says you have 58 episodes, but I know you have under your belt hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Okay, so let me tell you, and this is something where I was like, do I fix this or not? I'd love your insight actually is I thought when I switched from the, the WordPress chick podcast, Kim Doyle, I went to zero, even though it's the same feed, it's the same audience. It's still me. And so I'm like, dang it. There'd be, I think it's over 300. And I'm like, should I go back and update this? I, I don't know. I actually announced that on the podcast. I'm like, Hey guys, I might be changing this. So if you go from 57 to 302, just know <laughs> there's a reason for this, you know? And it's like, I think my ego wanted, wants to switch it, but I'm like, does it matter, Kim? Just keep showing up, you know, like, does it really matter? And I'll tell you the cool thing, Matt, is like, I took a break with the podcast. And after I lost my mom, I did an episode where I'm literally crying about what it was a very moving, moving episode. Thank you. And but it was like, because I built an audience, people stuck around, some didn't. And it's like, I'm not in this rush anymore. And podcasting, there is a level of patience. Um, you know, it's funny is the episode I just published was finish what you start and watch profit soar. And the whole thing isn't about hitting publish. It's what you do after you've created it. I was like, you have to give things time, you know, like to quote Tony Robbins, and I'm not a huge Tony Robbins fan, but he's like, you know, how long would you give your average baby to walk? You don't let them try three or four times be like, ah, you suck. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) I say that to my kid all the time. (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's it's, so it's one of those things it's like it's weird it's just kind of weird with the internet i think that there is this perception that stuff is supposed to happen fast because we can reach global audiences immediately and when you attach i'm gonna get a little woo -woo on you but when you attach that energy to what you put out there it's just not gonna work every time i do something because i feel i need a result it fails when i do stuff like f the hustle or launch a podcast or email my list because i've got something on my mind it works it just does (laughs) I want to try to connect the dots between you taking a break and, you know, obviously you have every right to in that moment of your life, but you've taken breaks before to just like brand reset, right? So I want to draw that connection between how you allow yourself to give a break on a podcast, overcoming that fear of will people stick around and then aligning that with goals. Because I feel like, and I'll give you a second to just kind of like, and I'll preface it so you can can frame a little bit more. Like I take breaks in my personal podcast that I do to reset mentally, think about a new story arc. I give myself a break because I feel like I get to be a better podcaster that way. But also because my goals, my podcast goals are not driven directly by downloads. Like, I'm not just looking at it and going, are my downloads increasing? And that's my only metric of success. Like my metrics of success for the podcast is people reaching out to me and saying, you've helped me. (laughs) You've helped me make this connection. Is that how you draw your connections to all of this stuff? Well, you know, it's interesting because even Jody and I have wanted to do a podcast for the planner brand too. And again, I I keep, I feel like... (laughs) Like I'm that back in my day, you know, like this old person saying you have to deploy patience and give yourself the space to think. So when I've taken breaks, it's been conscious. And, you know, like I'm not doing a ton of interviews right now. And it's not that I I'm 
against interviews, but I, it just needs to feel right in my body. And I have to, with the direction that I'm going with the personal brand. So taking those breaks, I think it's just being clear and communicating. And sometimes I have, and sometimes I haven't, but the truth is, you know what? I'm like, you remember the movie, What About Bob? That's me with my therapist, right? Like 17 years later, that's totally me. She's retired. I'm the only person she talks to. I mean, client that she refer- talks to sell. And she said to me one time, I was, I was really hard on myself. She's like, Kim, you get to F up. You get to, you get to disappoint people. Like we're all human. This idea that just because we, we show up online and we have a brand. And the truth is, Matt, most people are too busy thinking about themselves to worry about you. They may miss you, but I don't think there's this, what the hell's the matter with you? You're not consistent. So I just give myself a break. And then I also sort of parent myself. I'm like, do this or don't. Now it's, you, you've taken the break. Like you're not going to get comfortable doing something again, unless you start doing something again. So the strategy and the thought process behind it, I truly look at like podcasts for me, it's content and I love doing it. That's it. Like I've, I've been thinking like, oh, I should beef up the YouTube channel. And, and I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I did a ton of how to with WordPress. I've got, I don't know, like 1500 subscribers or whatever, but it's like, until I feel that I can connect with my audience and it's something I want to do and that there's going to be, I do want a strategy behind it, whether it's for fun or for traffic, but you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know the podcast strategy piece. People have to allow the evolution of it because we grow and change, you know? So why on earth shouldn't your show? And you know, it's interesting. I don't know about you, but like I stopped following certain marketers who kind of are doing, even though their business may blow up, if they're doing the same thing over and over, I'm like, okay, well, I've moved on and it's not good, bad, or indifferent. But so I think the beauty of podcasting is that you, it's your show. You get to do what you want. Do seasons, do it every other, do whatever you want. Just know what your goals are and intentions are with the outcome. Yeah. Setting that goal is very important. It sounds super cliche, but it's like always the thing I start with, with folks at Castos is... Hey man, like if you don't have the goal, where, where, how are we measuring the success? Like if it's just to have fun, are you having fun? <laughs> right? Like, is it to sell something? And if it's to sell something, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, what are the expectations of sales? Are you making sales? If not, are you even telling people to go buy your thing during the show? Right? You listen to somebody's show and it's like, well, I don't like to, I don't like to promote myself. I, I get it. You don't like to force the sale. I don't either. I don't like listening to that either. But there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, your episode is brought to you by my stellar product. Here's the URL to go buy it. Can I just tell you, so that's another, uh, my, all my movements, right? I make up hashtags and movements for myself because they suit me, but is I'm so over the stop selling without being salesy. That just doesn't exist in the offline world. You sell or you don't. And I've really sort of immersed myself in in understanding copywriting and the psychology of, of words and why people buy. And it's, it's been so fascinating. And Jody and I joke around, I'm like, this, this shit works. It just does. Like when you do it well and you pay attention and you get good at this stuff. And so this whole thing about not wanting to promote yourself. the truth is I don't, there are, I'm sure there are born salespeople. There just are. If you're not, you're never going to get better at it unless you do it. Right. I mean, I started offering coaching again and I'm like, all right, I did a special and I emailed over and over and over again. I did a, uh, Ramit Sethi has this breakthrough launch and all I did was follow his eight email sequence. And it was language like cart closing. I'm that's not a natural comfort thing for me. I did it. Okay. Last chance email Friday night at five o'clock. I got four sales on a $300 course. I'm like, this stuff works. <laughs> like, so <laughs> it's, we forget like as consumers, like I don't get mad when I go into a store and there's a big sale table in front of me. I don't get, I don't, to speak to the manager because they're trying to sell me something, you know, so it's, 
we're in business. And I think when we come back to, I've got a show because I want to have fun or I want to grow my business, you have to be willing to make the offers. That was a little tangent. Sorry. <laughs> Another one of your accolades is one of my favorite Facebook groups. Again, if you go to kimdoyle.com slash show, first of all, if you're listening to this and you're just getting started, kimdoyle.com slash show is a great example of setting up a great podcast landing page purely from the fact that you immediately have the subscribe links to your podcasts and your shows <laughs> visible where a lot of people don't. And then I mean, again, when you wonder why things aren't working, it's like, like we're just saying here with the sales stuff, visually, here's where you subscribe to my show, plain and simple. <laughs> like just do things like that. So check out uh, Kim's slash show podcast page, content creators, Facebook group, private group, 6.6 thousand members in it. I was there in like under a hundred. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's amazing to see how, how far that's gone. What's your balancing act there? It, has that been a critical piece to just, I don't know, giving the, giving the audience the hug and keeping everybody connected or? You know, that was another thing that I started without an expectation. I was, at the time, I thought I was launching a SaaS pro company called Lead Surveys, which, you know, talk about divine timing. ConvertBox does everything we wanted to do. So everything happens for a really good reason. Um, I wanted to show myself that I could be consistent in the group. I had no expectations of what it was going to do or become. And even with the group, and I don't know how you feel about this, Matt. I feel like people are pretty tired of social right now. It's just been a weird year and things, we're all doing the best we can. So with the group itself, I just was like, can I be consistent in what's going on this day and this day at the same time, truthfully, you know, cause Jody, my business partner with the planner, Jody Hirsch and I, I brought her in like as a co-admin, I've kind of changed the colors. So it's a direct connection to the content creators planner. So we were looking at it. We're like, this has, we need to mix this up. We need to do a reboot. I want to refresh this group. What can I do that works in my life that drives traffic and supports our business? Because I don't want to be a dancing monkey on Facebook five days a week doing live streams and, you know, what can I do for free? And what can I do for free? And sign buy my stuff. Like, I, I don't want to do that either. So what's been super powerful, like we've got the newsletter for that brand. It's called Creativity Published. Just kind of setting these things up structurally. So even with, so we thought, all right, we could do two hot seats a month. We'll go live and do two hot seats a month. And instead of what are your plans for the week or share your content today, we're going to structure it based on the strategy and the framework of the planner and stay engaged. And I said, if we don't get a better return on this group, I'll sell it next year or I'll close it, whatever needs to be done. And it's just because I'm just at a point in my life, Matt, where does this work with my lifestyle? Does, does this make me feel good? Does this support my audience? And it's interesting when you watch in Facebook groups where people engage and what conversations they jump in, they, it tends to be more of the personal questions. When I share what I think is a super valuable article, I might get three or four people that are like, thanks for sharing. <laughs> you know, so you pay attention to, to what's happening. So we're going to do a, a group reboot and see, okay, if we show up this way, does this, and maybe we'll put those hot seats on that YouTube channel. But it's again, it's been this sort of organic, I just let it take me where it will. And I, which is funny considering I have a strategy for a planner, right? But I kind of have a balance and Jody's a really good balance to my ready fire aim. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've said this to you before. I, I've sort of copied your, I mean, your Facebook group and I'll, you know, I'll be the first to admit because of COVID, because of switching jobs and busy with kids and whatnot, like engaging in that group ha has been down, but sort of was like most of my social stuff. And, um, but I, I've been said to you before, like I've mimicked a lot of the stuff that you've done in a local Facebook group that I, I run here South of Boston, but also now 
for Castos, we have podcasthackers.com, which is, well, you go to podcasthackers.com to get to the Facebook group. Uh, but there's like 2,000 plus people in there. And I'm, I'm taking sort of the same cues that you've done, like the Monday and, and Friday, you know, what are you working on? What's your recent post? Basically, at the end of the day, you're trying to bake in some accountability to people so that they feel like there's some value. Like with accountability, the people who want to be held accountable holds of value. But, you know, here we are a couple of days past uh, Black Friday uh, in the States. And though nobody can go shopping, work like jumping into this group with 2,200 people reminds me of the days when I used to work at Circuit City. If anybody remembers what a Circuit City is, when I, I used to sell computers, when like you had to go out and buy a computer, like you had no, like this is laughable, like now, you know, 20 years later. But Black Friday, the doors would open and people would run through the doors, right? Like they would be running to grab the hottest item. And that's what I feel like these Facebook groups are sometimes. What drives me nuts the most, Kim, is when people just, here's my post. They just post it. They just, here's my post. <laughs> like, would you just slap somebody in the face in the street and be like, listen, here's my podcast and then just keep moving? No. And it drives me crazy. Well, you've seen my adoration for Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Like, I drop the hammer, and I just, every now and then, I'll make an announcement. I'm like, here's the deal. You post, you're booted. Like, I don't even reach out to people, nor do I make, like, I'm in other Facebook groups where the admins complain, and they they take this very pious, self-righteous stance about, we only provide value. And I'm like, I ah, just, bye, you're out. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't, well, because I don't want to get into that headspace of, being mad and pissy. It's like, that doesn't solve anything, right? And I don't need pats on the back for people saying, thanks for keeping this a good group. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're just out. You're, bye. I don't ask them. I don't reach out, you know? And and so it's, it, it's goofy the way people behave online versus in person. And so, you know, You'd think people would would want to to warm somebody up to their to their pitch, right? You know, like this is this is how it works. You don't just throw it out there, but you know, these are things that I'm that I'm learning. Curious, like, what does a group reboot look like to you? Because maybe that's what I'll do is I'll just blow up all twenty two hundred and then just start fresh. <laughs> so, Craig probably wouldn't like that, but yeah. Well, you know, it's like so. I started like I changed the colors, you know, and it's funny because Jody is a graphic designer, but when I started changing the colors for Kim Doyle, and I'm doing a new site reboot too, but I was like, it didn't match anything. So I just changed the header and stuff. So a group, a group reboot, I'm like, let's do like a live stream party. Let's reiterate. I think we're going to do a giveaway because I want to push the group. And we have for the group growth, you know, we have spent a lot of time and energy on follow-up sequences for purchases and opt-ins and stuff. And so we drive people to that all the time. So I think we'll do a live stream and a giveaway and we'll change the rules. So we'll, we're going to do some technical stuff in the group, but we'll make it a party. And, and what I'll do is I, I, I'm still a believer that messenger marketing, there's value in it for events. So we'll have people register and maybe we'll do some giveaways on the actual live stream as well for people who show up. So we'll have people register through Messenger. They'll get on our list also. And then we'll remind them because I'll tell you, you get a really high show up rate for live streams if you have them register and you remind them through Messenger. So that's what I think we'll do. We'll kind of do like a party, a giveaway, also like a viral giveaway with like Viper or something. And then, you know, we'll just email. I am just a nut about email marketing. The more I get into copy, you know, we made more over Black Friday, Cyber Monday with our email than we did with our ads. And this is for the, for the content creator planner? Yeah. Yeah. For the content creator planner. So I think it's just, you know, we all need that. It's kind of like, we just need something like it starts feeling stale and old. Nobody wants to keep doing the same thing over and over. At least I don't. Um, 
And then you weed people in and out, you know, of the group. And I just, I don't know. I don't get pissy. I don't personalize stuff. <laughs> it feels so self-serving, Matt, but I'm like, what works for me? And then I go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair to say your avenues of content creation right now would be podcast, the Facebook group. You have your blog, but are you still consistent, consistently blogging or... Well, not so much. I put the newsletter on the blog now. Um, and then obviously I do the, the show notes for the podcast. And it's just crazy, Matt. Like when I started this, for anybody listening, the first post, I say this all the time, that I ever wrote on the WordPress chick was like a robot wrote it. It was a paragraph long. It was horrible. And I never, like I could always, like I could get an A on a paper in college, right? But it's such a different style. And I fell in love with writing because of podcasting because of the way I talk. And I know that I jump all over the place and don't finish my sentences. I was like, you better write these show notes out first. <laughs> and it's just, I have fallen in. It's, it's been such a gradual process. Um, you know, so blogging, not super consistent when I do, I'm doing a lot more email marketing again. Oftentimes if it's a story-based email, I will publish that as a blog post because they work. And then the YouTube, right? You're, you're repurposing the live stream to YouTube, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When we do like we, I've not done a ton of live streams. It's been a really busy year, honestly, even though my life is Kim and the dogs in a house. (laughs) Like that's my life right now. Um, But you know, with ads and two brands and stuff. So is there one channel you'd really like to pursue that's sort of just sitting there in the back of the head going, yeah, one day I'm going to do LinkedIn (laughs) or do you No, nothing. Right. No, honestly, the newsletter, I'm blown away and I wrote a post because I had interviewed Josh Spector. He has an, uh, a newsletter titled For the Interested. And I interviewed him, God, a year and a half ago. And I wanted to do one, but I wasn't sure. And then Devinder has had great luck with WP Weekly. And then Jody and I launched the Creativity Published, which I like 22 issues or whatever. I'd wanted to do it because I do, we have so much information and people are kind of digging the aggregated content and ver- not RSS feed, pulling it in and pushing stuff at people, but it's kind of a random newsletter. I'm like a little intro. Here's some tools. Here's some books. Here's something to listen to. I include a stupid cartoon or a positive quote. It's just, it's what, it's truly what I enjoy. Um, so the newsletter, you know, actually medium, I would be interested in scaling medium. I, I publish stuff there, um, but I want to do a publication for the newsletter on medium. And honestly, like, okay, so I say, I don't want to do YouTube, but the part of me, like, I'd love to do just show up TV. Like, I think there's something there, but not until I understand what would be valuable, to be honest with you. Like, I can't, I don't know what a format would look like, or I don't know. So right now I'm super content with podcasting and writing. Nice. I want to wrap it up with this content marketing accelerator, December 11th and 12th. So it's in January. We switched it. Oh, sorry. The, the graphic says December 11th and 12th. So the, we'll have to switch. <laughs> we'll have to switch sorry that. about that. Well, <laughs> I little, thought we had changed it. It might be cached. I don't yeah, know. So, so January 11th, 12th, perfect. Because I was going to say this would come eighth out. Eighth and ninth. Uh, yeah. uh, and ninth. <laughs> so January 8th and ninth. Uh, we'll make sure we get that correctly in the show notes. Luckily, I'm not the one who does the show notes. So you'll be safe. So January 8th and 9th, Content Marketing Accelerator Live from contentcreatorsplanner.com. Tell us about that because it's a very intriguing title, The Accelerator. I love accelerators. (laughs) Well, you know, we're thinking about this. We're like, people want results, right? We want anybody who's built website knows that like, okay, dragging stuff out, dragging stuff out. We can't go to events and whatnot. And a lot of people, you know, with the planner we're paying attention to, we have some repeat customers. It's only a 90-day planner. So it's interesting to see where people reorder and don't 
And we thought what would be most helpful is to help them get it done. So it's two days with Jody and I live through um, Zoom. And we're literally going to walk people through. There's going to be some pre-work homework on content ideas. And there's a whole customer journey where you can figure out what part of your customer's journey is the content you kind of want to focus on. And so the goal is like, we've really structured it out. So we're going to walk you through the monthly campaigns and then you get 30 minutes, go work on your monthly campaigns. We're here for questions and we'll guide you and that stuff. We just thought it would be so much more helpful to do this concentrated versus, Oh, I've got to do my content, you know, because side note, like our customers, Matt, we really thought we were going to hit all these digital marketers and stuff. We've got realtors and chiropractors and dentists and somebody that runs social for the local police department or something. It's crazy. And so language and stuff that's common to us is not necessarily that common for people. And so I think it's just that let's get it done. That was really the goal. You get a planner. We're going to walk you through it. You're going to be done. You'll have your strategy for 90 days. No, it's awesome. And especially for those of you listening who who are, have been sitting in your, you know, Castos accounts, just waiting to publish your next podcast or like whoever you're hosting your podcast going, I'm going to get to this someday and you make your New Year's resolution. Something like this is great. I'll pitch it for you that the content creator planner is is awesome. I love the tactile being able to sit there and write out with my hands in a pencil, <laughs> uh, that this is what I'm going to do. There's something, there's just something final to it. There's something that just is telling my brain, like, this is the plan quite literally in the name, like this is the plan versus me just throwing it in, you know, the abyss of notion, right. Or to do right. You know, like having something down on pen or pencil paper really sells it for me personally. So definitely, if you're somebody out there struggling with just getting this stuff out there, go to contentcreatorsplanner.com and pick one up. In the holiday special, this is going out next week. Is this still going to be there next week? Yeah, we're going to leave the discounts up. 30% off, right? So while you're listening to this, uh, you can grab 30% off. I don't know. what's, What's next for the product? Like what's next? What can podcasters do with this that you think no one else can or no other competing product can? Well, you know, version two will be coming out. We're working on version two uh, for hopefully by the end of the first quarter. And we're going to incorporate more promotion with email marketing and funnels and stuff. And I think people forget that to those basics for promoting a podcast in terms of, you know, I don't, I mean, I've got my podcast category page, but really having a dedicated podcast landing page that you only give out to podcast listeners. So you you can start tracking, is this converting better? And then what does a follow-up sequence look like directly for, for podcast listeners, right? And how to stay engaged with them. I think podcasting is the most intimate type of content more so than video. Like anybody who's willing to take me in their AirPods and listen to me like while they're out, it, it's just, it's such a one-on-one connection. So for the planner, I think we want to incorporate more of the marketing piece because the strategy is solid, right? This is what you need to do. And now what are you doing with that? And, you know, so we'll see. And, you know, we have an idea for another planner that I'll tell you when we're done. Sure. You know, so, <laughs> Top secret. Uh, I love it. And it. You know, I have to do all that kind of dumb stuff. I'm like a five-year-old. I don't know what to tell you, but um, <laughs> yeah. So Can I just say to anybody out there podcasting, it is, I've said this years ago, it is the best thing I did for my business because of the relationships and the connections. I found my voice. I got consistent with content and it's just fun. I absolutely love it. It, It's a great traffic source. You can sell through it. You can connect with people. Just stick with it. Stick with it. Kimdoyle.com, contentcreatorsplanner.com, F the hustle. That's what we're saying today. Kim, thanks for giving me that jolt of uh, excitement and confidence for my day. Uh, Where can folks find it? I mean, I just said it, kimdoyle.com. Where else can folks connect with you online to say thanks? 
the Facebook group. I'm Kim Doyle, pretty much all social, and it's D-O-Y-A-L, in case you're just listening. Yeah, you know, so content creators planner, but pretty much Google me. You'll find me anywhere with my name. <laughs> Everybody else is the audience podcast, castos.com slash audience. You can check out the audience podcast there. Don't forget podcasthackers.com if you want to join our Facebook group. There's also a little podcast directory there. Right now, we're taking people to asking people to submit their podcasts to the podcast directory and then um, you know, do some hot seat stuff that Kim and I were just talking about uh, a little we while ago. We did one with you. Yes, we remember? did. Yes, I remember that. That was when, uh, you know, you were just a small little group and now you're, you're blown up. You're just everywhere. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. 